Chapter 4 You okay? Silverbow whispered to Louie. Yeah, I'm okay. You okay? Louie whispered back. Yeah, I'm okay. Silverbell assured him, pulling herself up onto her feet. Silverbell looked around the trolley car that was still bouncing along the track to safety. The dusty wooden car was busy and bright, but silent, and no one paid any mind to the two children who had just barreled in from the darkness. New Bravin so rarely noticed anything. Here, let's take a seat, Silverbell said, helping Louie up and into one of the last two open seats on the cramped car. Hey, what is that thing? Asked the woman sitting next to Silverbell, who had been reading a book, but was now staring at Silverbell's violin. Apparently, New Bravins did sometimes notice some things. Art project? Silverbell brushed her off as she quickly closed her backpack up and hid her most prized possessions away. The woman seemed fine with this answer and went back to her reading. You should probably put away your art project, too. Silverbell looked at Louis' flute knowingly. Oh, right. The boy tensed up nervously as he slid the flute into a thick leather tube he had been carrying all this time from a worn leather strap slung across his shoulder. It was much like Silverbell's satchel, except that it was cylindrical instead of square, and only had one strap instead of two, and was perfect for fitting a flute and not a violin. So, uh, hi, Silverbell said, not knowing where to begin for it quite felt like they had already begun, and they were now stuck quite in the middle of something that neither of them understood. What's going on? Oh, hi. Louis Barimbe blushed bashfully. I'm Louis Barimbe. You just helped me escape from a very bad man. And you know how to- Silverbell looked around warily. Play music? She whispered into his ear, feeling the gaze of the ever-watchful poster across from her, heralding the danger of music as a myth and a lie. Yes, he said with a little voice that sounded like he almost didn't believe it. And you know how to... It was his turn to be wary. Play music too? He then whispered to her in kind. Silverbell nodded. Could this be a trick? Could he be with the government? Could he be a spy? Yet as she looked at him intently, she saw no deceit in his eyes, only the most naive honesty and heartbreaking fear. He was shorter than her, with dark eyes so wide and watery she thought he may be on the verge of crying. Yet he was smiling right now, with an unbridled joy that she could admit to herself she had never experienced. And then there was his flute. The real thing. Another instrument. Where did you get it? How did you learn? Are, are there others? Can you teach me? Can they teach me? Do you have any friends who want to be my friends? Louis Barimbe shot off his questions one right after another, before Silverbell could even have hoped to ask one of her own. Here, <laughs> why don't we just... Silverbell ushered him to stand, realizing this wasn't a conversation that was going to be held well in the midst of a quiet train car. Uh, this way. She shoved him out onto the little platform outside the back door of the underground trolley car, where one could look into the darkness alone, or talk without being disturbed. That's better, she said closing the trolley door behind them. Now to your many, many questions. She turned to look at Louis, who was holding tightly to the railing on the rickety car. I don't know. There was but one simple answer to all those questions. I think I've always had it. She tried to remember a time when it hadn't been with her, but couldn't even convince herself to imagine such a scenario. And I think I'd always known how to play it. I think there were others. I think I might even have known them, but for whatever reason, I don't know where they are or even who they might be. Silverbell glided from thought to thought pensively. You seem to think a lot of things and not know very much. 
the boy said in an innocent tone. Yeah, well... Silverbell eyed him resentfully. Life's hazy like that for me, she told him, sort of wishing she could answer his question better, more for herself than for him. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but I don't have any friends, so can't help you there, she shrugged. I'll be your friend. Louis perked up in an instant. If you'll be mine. (laughs) Uh, thanks, she told him with sarcastic enthusiasm, though secretly it might have been a little real. But what about you, Louis Barimbe? Silverbell asked. Where'd you get the flute? How'd you learn to play it? And who was that guy? Oh, my flute? I found it. He cradled his leather-carrying case in his arms lovingly. Or honestly, it found me. It fell from the sky and hit me on the head. (laughs) What? Silverbell saw in his trusting eyes and gentle face that what he had said was the truth, but it just sounded so ridiculous. She had to laugh. I don't know. It's something that it can do. Fall out of the sky. Silverbell raised an eyebrow. Make portals to take us from one place to another. Louis clarified. I can make it happen sometimes if I play it right, but not always. You caught me on one of my good days. Or I guess I caught you. The portals kind of go wherever they want. Where did you come from? Carefully, Silverbell looked him up and down, seeing that wherever he had been, it likely hadn't been a clean place. I don't really know. Louis admitted to her. I just know that where I was was not where I wanted to be, so I escaped. Escaped? Silverbell repeated the daunting word. From that Harry Horton Cove fellow? Louis lowered his head as he faced the answer to this question. Yes. This one word was so sad and so soft that Silverbell feared the boy's heart had broken right here before her. He's not a good man. What did he do? Silverbell was almost afraid to ask and was more afraid to know. He kidnapped me. The words were history for Louis, and horrific to Silverbell, and horrifying to them both. In the middle of the night, and he brought me to a room with no windows, and he would make me play music. And he'd try to learn, but he couldn't, and I wasn't very good at teaching. Why would a government officer want to learn how to play music? Silverbell asked curiously. It seemed terribly antithetical to all the things they seemed to believe in. Or in this case, didn't believe in. I don't know. Louis appeared as bewildered as her. But he did. Ah. Well, that's why I stay hidden, Silverbell stated, as if it was a great feat of genius that she had figured out such a thing. Why do you think I live in a tunnel? You live here? Louis, who had been saying surprising things since they met, was now the one who was surprised as he too gazed into the unwelcoming, uncomfortable tunnels. Yeah, Silverbell confirmed with a stoic shrug. Oh, does your family like it down here? Louis asked, clearly overcompensating to make it seem like he thought this a completely normal place to live, even though he felt quite the opposite. I don't have a family, Silverbell told him. But I like it fine. I can play my violin as loud as I want. You don't have a family? This information stunned Louis just as much as it didn't stun Silverbell. No. Silverbell confirmed with another shrug, perhaps less stoic this time. Oh. Louis accepted. And why might that be? He asked, clearly compensating again to make it seem like he thought it a completely normal thing to not have a family, even though he actually felt quite the opposite. I think I lost them, Silverbell tried to remember, a flash of people running coming into her mind. Or they left me. She remembered shouting, but what she had been shouting, she did not remember. She remembered running, but where she had been hoping to go, it was hopeless to know. 
Either way, I don't remember, she shrugged it off, as she pushed the blurry memory deeper into her mind. Either way, I probably shouldn't remember for my own sake. Oh. Lily accepted. He was doing a decent bit of accepting today. So we're both alone, said Louie with a downcast look. Silverbell had been alone for so long that she had almost forgotten she was supposed to be sad about it. You're alone too? Silverbell eyed him warily. Don't you have someone to go back to now that you're free? Someone who's waiting for you? Louie shook his head. I never knew my parents. I guess I could go back to the home for homeless, hopeless children that Cove took me from, but there's no one there who would miss me, and it would only be an easy place for Cove to find me again. He reasoned with logical fear and relatable lonesomeness. Oh, well, Silverbell acknowledged, dry and cold, wondering what else one was supposed to say in times like these. Yeah, I guess we are both alone. Silverbell Smith and Louis Berembe stood there for a long moment, alone together. So? Louis finally broke the solemn silence. What you thinking about? Oh, nothing. Silverbell lied, for she was thinking quite a lot. She was thinking about her life, and she was thinking about how all she had known had been turned upside down and inside out, all in the last few minutes. She was thinking about Harry Horton Cove, and then she began thinking about the frightening way the villain had moved, and the frightening things the villain had said. Did you hear what Cove screamed at us? Silverbell interrupted her own rambling thoughts with this question. Do you think you're cute? Louis remembered, though he clearly wasn't sure what it had to do with anything. I won't lose you like the others! She, too, remembered. There are others? Others who? Other music makers. Are there? Maybe. He could be lying. Sure, but he could be telling the truth. Why would he do that? This was clearly hard for Louis to believe, as he wrinkled his brow and crossed his eyes to try and imagine such an impossibility. Why wouldn't he? Silverbell realized. What good comes from telling us we have allies? There was a long pause as the two children tried to figure out how this little piece of information could be a trick. Oh. I can't think of a reason. Louis sighed. And all of this is making my brain hurt. <sighs> Same. Silverbell agreed with frustration, and then closed her eyes shut tight so that she might think harder and better and righter. And then she heard something. It was not something new. Just the music she heard every time she closed her eyes. It was the music that was a part of her. And the music that, on any other day, she would have paid no mind to. But today was no other day. And suddenly, the music was more important than just any music. With a new idea from the depths of her thoughts, Silverbell's eyes snapped open. The music vanishing with an idea. Louie. Silverbell was speaking to her new friend, but looking into the retreating darkness of the tunnel. Do you hear music when you close your eyes? Sure, he said merrily, happy to have an answer for something. What instruments do you hear? She then posed. Oh, um... Louis closed his eyes for a quick listen. A violin? And? Silverbell prodded. Uh, humming. And? Silverbell pushed. And something else. Something quiet. Louis searched for a word the way one searches for the description of an unusual taste or a peculiar smell. But nothing else, Silverbell questioned, growing more adamant as a theory constructed itself in her mind. No, nothing else. Louis opened his eyes, looking to her with his doe-like gaze to see if he had answered her question correctly. Why? Should there be something else? Silverbell stewed in her thoughts as she let Louis stew next to her for a long moment. Something wasn't right. Or perhaps... Something was finally right, 
after such a long time of it being wrong. It didn't used to be nothing else, Silverbell declared boldly. When you close your eyes, when I close my eyes, we hear music. Suddenly, she felt like she was on a warpath in her mind, determined to make sense of nonsense no matter what it took. Music, the sounds of instruments. Recently, I've just been hearing the sound of a flute. But it didn't used to be that way. I used to hear a full orchestra, a cello, and bass, and trombone, and, and, well, everything. Okay. Louis clearly didn't see where she was going with all of this. Are you just less imaginative than you once were? No. Silverbell defended herself. Those sounds, they were people. You were people. I was people? Louis repeated in confusion, looking to his hands to make sure he had not morphed into a fish or a marmoset. What I mean is, I heard you playing in my head. And as you got closer to me, you got louder and louder. The music in my head wasn't imagination, it was you. Louis's eyes lit up as he started to connect the dots in his brain. I hear a violin because you are a violin. He realized with a smile. Well, I'm a person, Silverbell corrected, who plays the violin. Which means that all the other instruments were people too, Louis said, his grin growing only that much more bright. But where did they go? Why can't we hear them anymore? Louis's face suddenly dropped into terrible worry as he feared the worst. Are they? You heard, Cove. They've been lost. Silverbell cut him off before Louis could say anything frighteningly morbid. But lost things can be found.